we'll, we'll fucking figure it out. Yeah, man. We'll fucking figure it out. Hey, man. Season three. Yeah. <sighs> time to grow. Season uh season three, episode one. Yes. Yeah. It's, when, when, you know what? It's one thing I love about change, man, and growth. Oh, yeah. Evolution. For sure. Another buzzword from the thesaurus that goes along with that. For sure. Yeah, what we uh what we got happening here, we got growing on here. It's um it's fucking fantastic, dude. Sure. Yes, sir. I love it. It's this we live right now, right? We hey, we live, baby. We live. Oh, my goodness. I can't hear me. You can't hear you? We, we, Wait, hey. it's my fault, probably. That's it. That's your fault. Turn your, yeah, turn your left problem. headphone up. I, I, I just, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I can hear me. Uh, are y'all boys ready to come on camera? I don't know, man. I'm pretty ugly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. We hey, don't worry. Hey, we still love you regardless, man. Don't yeah, worry about that. Man. My mama said I'm pretty in God's eyes. <laughs> I feel like that's like a like, double-edged like, compliment, you know? Hey. Hey fellas, can we uh can we get a round of applause, please? This is uh we back. This man. is this is beautiful right I'm here. I'm happy to be here. Wow, this is beautiful. Yes. I want to I want to thank uh the governor of Maryland for opening things up for non-essential uh businesses Business. in the state of Maryland. Yeah, governor yeah. of state of Maryland. I said the same thing twice. Flag behind me, but y'all get it. It's not my state, yours. Yeah, that's your state, buddy. It's t- talk to me about your state behind you. Hey man, this thing on you right here. <laughs> this thing on you right here. We still closed. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with y'all boys? Like, I haven't been around y'all for the past couple hours. I don't know. It's, um, I'm just happy to, like, do stuff with people six feet away from me again, you know? Man, yeah. who you telling? Dude. Wait till I get my first hug. Oh, my God. It's going to be crazy. I might come with myself. I gave a hug. <laughs> I, gave, I, I, I gave a hug to Jenny. Y'all been together. Yes, <laughs> I live alone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you still this find a way really, to give hugs. And if I hug a little bro, he's probably going to, like, punch me in the face. You guys really want to skip over the fact that this guy just said he's going to nut himself? We're, we're not going to skip. We're going to skip over that? Yep, we are. Keep going. Anyways. Hey, wow. look. Hey, hey, we all do things embarrassing from time to time. Ain't yes, nothing wrong with that. Yes. I just had a birthday. I wouldn't say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did have, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. just had a birthday. Mm-hmm. This what it is. Shout and out to... Me uh, and Trev wasn't invited. No, that's crazy. Oh, no, no, no. You boys weren't invited because you boys weren't in, around. It's a difference. We could have stopped by. We had like six hours on the ground. He could have postponed the party. He could have postponed the whole party. All right, let me hit up the calendar real quick. Hey, calendar. Yeah, can I um? Can you push uh? I mean, you third back to June fourth. All right, bet. See, this is how that works. This is how that works. You right? Can't push back. Yes, this already happened. Your birthday might be might have been yesterday, but you could have celebrated it on the weekend. You no, know, this is something some gold couch motherfucker would say right there. Oh wait, why wait, I, wait. why I going to oh, me no, like that? Wow, you got, you, you got the red couch. <laughs> With the flag, you matching over there. You got us over here. You know what I'm saying? That's I need crazy. the black back. I need, I need, See, I need the black couch. You know, I'm gonna I'm change that up. But oh, so y'all, y'all want a casting couch together? No, fuck no. Rick, why are you trying us, man? <laughs> why you think I got red and gold? I have black back here. I knew it was be nothing but jokes. That's why I turned that thing around. But man. that, that crazy conversation is like an icebreaker. You can create a joke about it. And he was gonna be like, no, I tell you what. How about one side of the couch black, the other side gold? Like a mixed couch, like me? Like a like a yeah. Drew Brees fan? Ooh. <laughs> Spicy. Skill, Speaking of skill. Hey, my fastball still go 100 skill. miles so, per hour. Man. <laughs> you know. He said that my grandfather. I found it quite insulting. Served in World War II. <laughs> now, skip, skip. Listen, These, skip. I didn't know two men won World II. They should be commended. Protection and sharp at all costs. That's That was the funniest shit. He was like, I didn't know two, two men won World War II. They should be commended. Hey, that, um. Hey, Uncle Shay. Uh, hey, Uncle, like you said, hey, Uncle Shay's a national treasure. Yeah. He'll, he'll be protected yes, at all yes. costs. Hundred percent. I might get a statue at the crib. Dude, what about that uh the studio session we had earlier today? Hey, I, Will, what's up? What's up with you? What's up with you, man? Oh yeah, the studio session was dope, man. Yeah, quality touch. You know how you awesome go, toes, yeah. low key lonely. Shout yeah. out. I um, I thought I could be a rapper for all of fifteen minutes at one point, and then they went on and they started like doing their thing, and I'm like, yeah, this is not my my craft. But I'm like, I'm I was happy and luckily to be in the atmosphere like 
being from Atlanta, everybody raps or do something, right? Mm-hmm. That's the most studio time I had in my life. Nah, you got plenty of studio time in here. That's different. That's music. This is this is we doing. You know, we making we making magic on a, on another level. I'm it's talking. A, it's about. a different genre. This is a, still yeah, the Lord's yeah, work, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, it's still the Lord's work. But hey, um, hey, why they going at you, uh, Trev? So you got on the Kill Bill jumpsuit? <laughs> they don't. They don't realize. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Miko, why you do that to him, man? It's cool, I mean, man. I don't even so unnecessary. Hey. I don't even worry about it. Because you know what? I probably still got more drip than he does. Yep. It's black let's be honest, though. That Kill Bill jumpsuit was fuego. If we're being 100% honest? Yes. Hey, well, yeah, 100% yeah, honest? Hey, it's now. the Bruce I, Lee. It's the Bruce Lee, pretty much. Hey, that shit was, that shit was dope, dude. Yeah, I, I love that movie, too. So both yeah, of them. Watch it again. Yeah, now. it was a really crazy movie. Um, Dev's not here with us. I know. Mm, but, but shout out to Dev. We're not pouring for him. We celebrating the new life right now. We are. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, we can't get upset with that man. No, we can't. <laughs> Dev, uh, Dev just had that baby. He's yeah. a new daddy. Yeah, baby's finally here. It's uh, it's fantastic. Shout out to him, his wife, uh, his other uh, kids too as well. So, yes, Dev, we catch you next week, my guy. Yeah, prayers up for the new baby, and then prayers for y'all being a new parent all over again. I know it's gonna be rough. Shit, I got that coming in a couple months myself yeah, too as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't. <laughs> I'm shutting down the studio. My baby girl's here. I, I, I'm gonna call you back. Why are you always tired? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call you back. I'm gonna hit that Usher confessions voice right there. Jesus Christ, yeah, boys, ready to do this? Let's go, man. Let's do it. I mean, that was a, that would have been a segue though when you when you made the black and gold about uh, Drew Brees. Ah, we get to that a little bit later. That's that's, that's a tease. That's Easter egg right there. Easter egg. Yeah, I'm just saying that would have been like a good transition. Yeah, you know? but we still we still shooting the shit, man. We working our own clock, so it's all good. We come back to it though. I promise. Yeah, no, I'm sure we will. Yeah, we will. We'll 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 we come back to it. Y'all ready to do this? Let's go. All right. Once again, um, we all know the state of the world. Yes. Uh, we can't recap what's already been recapped but here at being wild we'll give you still the unique spin so can I please uh, go from there alright all four officers George Floyd got charged all four all four yes Um, that's exactly what we want to see yep justice yes well not yet but go ahead well yeah. the start of justice yes. right there that's that's, the, that's a, a pathway for us so let's talk about this right here uh, CNN article uh, charges against the four officers involved in uh, George Floyd's death explained uh, now that the prosecutors have charged all four officers in the arrest that ended in George Floyd's death, the real work begins proving them. The charges against uh, Derek Chauvin, uh, the uh, former officer who kept his knee on Floyd's neck for almost nine minutes, were expanded this week to include more serious one of the second degree murder. So from third degree, second degree. Cool? Yep. All right. This was added to as charges of third degree murder and second degree uh, manslaughter. Another officers, Thomas Lane, uh, Jay Alexander, who helped restrain Floyd and um I can't remember pronounce his name's last name, Thao, Tao. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but keep moving from there. Uh who stood nearby charged with aiding and abetting second degree murder and aiding and abetting second degree manslaughter. Let's talk about that from there. Why not first degree? Trav. So, uh in the state of Minnesota, um first degree murder you is pretty much premeditated murder. Um that you thought about killing the person and had a plan before you did so. Um and with this case being that he is a police officer and that he was called and was making a arrest, um, the whole idea that he was planning to kill him, you can't really prove. So if they were to try and give first-degree murder, um, they probably wouldn't be able to actually convict him for first-degree murder because there would not be a way for them to prove that he was playing it out mm-hmm. to kill him. Um, but second-degree murder, you don't have to. It's not about if you premeditate it or not. It's just that you were already acting, the way I read it was, you were already acting um, or committing a felony, which in this case would have been assault. He was um, committing a felony assault and then 
that resulted in somebody's death. Therefore, second uh, degree murder is the the one that they want. Uh, so that's the way. That's the way. I, that's why I understand it. That's the way I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of explained to me. Um, but if if they try to to upgrade it to first, he most likely would probably get off. You know the uh, 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 uh the dude that was on uh, Floyd's neck for nine minutes. Um, his lawyer is the same lawyer that uh beat the case for uh, uh Flando uh, Castile. That officer right there. Didn't he just get uh that that officer just got acquitted, or didn't he? Yeah, but the same the lawyer that uh had his case is doing uh Chavez is uh Chavez's lawyer too as well. So it ain't over. We in, we in for a goddamn fight. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens from there. What you what you think, Manny? Um, I agree with Trevor. My thing is uh they went with that because whoever is on prosecuting them went with what 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 they think or what they know would stick, you know, mm-hmm. not trying to go above and beyond and then have a case dismissed or not guilty or anything like that. So I will, I believe the person going, you know, prosecuting them is without a doubt with everything, I can make this stick. And I don't know if y'all seen it. There was another video that came out today that, um, it was another point of view where you have, um, it was, a, it was three people, one guy filming a black guy and a white woman. Uh, race doesn't really matter. I don't know why I said that, but, mm-hmm. uh, she was asking, the officer check his post he's already limp at this point and it's yeah. a hard watch it's a hard watch i mean um, oh, yeah absolutely and like honestly you know just like i said that's my this is like my term when i want to validate my humanity myself it's been like a dark week so i i get on i get off but um just seeing it it's like there's more that we haven't heard or seen yet that where they think that second degree is gonna stick and i'm pretty sure it's gonna stick so half a million dollars bail just saying I mean, uh, he'll have white people put that up for him. Somebody, somebody, somebody put that. No, he's he's better behind bars right now for his own protection. I, hey man, to an extent, yeah. I told you, we joked about it. Said, <laughs> we 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 kind of joked about it. Not really. Uh huh. Serious issue, but I said, hey man, just do a year in gym pop. Be straight. Do a year in gym pop. We'll call it even. <laughs> <laughs> they they ain't not putting no ex cop with that high profile and no gym pop. No, no, we know that because yeah, yeah. we know what will happen. Because one, he's a cop, and two, he also killed. Oh, he'll be dead within so, days. Y'all oh, think the world is Jumanji now? What do you put him in gym pop? You know, but let's uh let's expand this conversation. So yeah. we've seen the protests in the streets. Um, what's your what's your thoughts on that too as well? Um, so you know, people always always try and make it seem like uh. You know, violence is violence is a bad thing, right? I don't think anybody's businesses should be ransacked and things like that. However, comma, um, one thing I like, one quote I like to use uh, is from Albert Einstein, uh, and it's that uh, if you do the same thing over and over, expecting different results, mm-hmm. uh, you're insane. You know, that's the definition of insanity. Um, and you know, black folks for hundreds of years, decades, in the last you know decades, have been trying to peacefully protest and keep getting the same result. You know. They're, they're doing the same thing over and over, expecting for a different result. Um, and, you know, that's kind of insane to do. And if you kind of also look at history, it seems like any time these, you know, protests have started to get more in terms of being a riot, the faster things have actually happened. Um, like, for instance, when uh, MLK was assassinated, you know, there was those riots that happened. Mm-hmm. And then within weeks, that's when the Civil Rights um, Act was signed. Um, and stuff like that, you know, if you in, I'm not saying to go out and, you know, be violent and stuff, but it seems like sometimes it, it makes things move faster because it's bringing bad publicity, but it's still publicity to an issue. Um, and I'd also like to say that 
we can do peaceful protests, but at the end of the day, we, you know, those protests are still being treated like they're being violent protests. I mean, we've seen all the videos. We've seen what these cops are doing out in these protests. We see them oh my God. shooting people <laughs> point blank with, you know, rubber bullets, and these rubber bullets are fucking people up. Tear gas, fucking people. People are dying from tear gas because a lot of people have like asked, uh, you know, people. There was, I read yeah, an article. Yeah, white chick did. Yeah, yeah, one white girl today. just died. Yeah. There was another one that he was detained and um, he died. Um, but it's just, it's just like, what do, what do you expect really if we keep doing the same thing and nothing's changed? Why not try and change it up? We had the piece of protests. His name was Colin Kaepernick. If I told you so, was a person. <laughs> if I told you so, it was a person. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly. Um, dude, I mean, I the looting, all that right there. That's separate from the protest itself. Those are individuals that are not down for the cause of taking advantage of a situation. For sure. So we'll just put that to the side right there. That's a totally different subject. There's nothing to do with as far as why we're trying to get justice for George Floyd. So that's, yeah, that's, that's, looting and rioting are two different things. Yeah, it's 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 something completely Agreed. different. Yeah. Yeah, we're not you look at us sitting here doing a podcast. Yeah. This in itself is a peaceful protest. Yeah. We're not running through the uh, you know, you know, the, the lower part of Southern Maryland, you know, just cause a hell just cause hell. So yeah. we we do we do what we can right here too as well. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, DC. I love it. <laughs> fucking love talk it. Talk on it. Talk on it. I fucking love it. I seen it this morning. That the mayor ordered that. It, and the thing is, the fact that the mayor had that happen, it was beautiful to me. Like, it's, I mean, even it, it'd be beautiful if somebody just went out when, at night and painted that. That's a lot of, that's a lot to do. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that the mayor, and I do have this, I have this sentiment where, well, I have a feeling that the, the mayor was not okay with the events earlier in the week where, um, you know, the president, came out and did that walk and the events that happened before then when they tear gas and cleared everything out just so he can walk and then take a picture yeah all mm-hmm. that stuff yeah like pretty much take a picture and then the own church yeah and then that he did in front of him and then said he, he shouldn't have done it yeah like the church <laughs> yeah i read that too as well yeah, yeah so like at this point you know she put that curfew in and then they came out before then it was a stab in the back to her in my opinion and um i hope the city of dc um is was sympathize empathizes with um Mayor Bowser and understand that she's you know she thought I think she was blindsided by the whole event herself too because some people may be like hey she was in on it nah I don't think so I think anybody was in on it nah so, uh, it's it's beautiful yeah. artwork and I look forward to going to see that too as well yeah and I hope they just I'm keep going, it there I'm going tomorrow hopefully so oh um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going tomorrow go down there and take a picture I'll get there before I will yes. y'all live close to the area so yeah going and take a picture hey real quick take a look at some comments uh pops pops what's going on with you. Chris Jackson before cap yeah Chris uh, Jackson and big player point guard for the Nuggets. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's it, what's his his Muslim name? Abdul Muhammad Sharif. Sharif. Oh, goddamn, fucking it up. I don't want to say it. If you look it up for me, I appreciate it. But yeah, he uh he pretty much set out for uh for religious reasons and he got blackballed from the league. But dude was cold. Yeah. Dude was like Steph Curry before Steph Curry. Look at the highlights. Yeah. Even even Phil Jackson, the Zen master, said it himself. So the uh, the highlights speak for it for that. Yeah. But. Let's keep it. Actually, let's keep it on that uh, that tip right there, basketball. So I saw something here recently. Uh, Mikey Williams, uh, top uh, high school prospect, sophomore right now. Oh yeah. Yeah, considering to uh, actually go to a HBCU instead of going to uh, PWI, that's for, uh, predominantly white institute. Um, let me go ahead and just read his article real quick. 
uh, tweet from uh, Yahoo Tuesday. Uh, Nation's best 15-year-old basketball player sent out an eight-word tweet with uh, potentially seismic uh, implications. Going to uh, HBCU wouldn't be too bad, Mikey Williams wrote. Instead of turning pro after high school or spending one year at a perennial uh, college powerhouse or one year in the G League now, uh, Williams signaled he's interested in an unexplored path. He plans to consider historically black colleges and universities that are never destinations for winning them prospects like him. Uh, if there's anything, first of all, to destroy college basketball and NCAA, I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for yes. the destruction of the NCAA and the, 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 the things that they do as far as making billions of dollars off the back of amateur athletes yeah. and then have to, well, not really amateur, but many professional athletes, but then call it an amateur sport. I don't know if this is talk or not, but a 15-year-old with this mindset is something that we have to applaud. Yeah, dude. What what do y'all think? Like, if Zion went to go play like a Howard for a year, honestly, or something that, or something of that sort, I'm I'm I've been for it. I mean, mm-hmm. this, I mean, and like they try when when these recruiters, these recruiters with these powerhouses come in, they got the money, they got the funding, they're gonna come in, they're gonna talk to this kid and wish to you know give them everything they want and need. But you, you um, these young men need to understand and women, you know, because more of the um, genders different. You got professional sports in both genders, but they um. You can go to an HBCU and go to the NFL. You can go to an HBCU and go to the, uh, mm-hmm. the NBA. It, it it can be done. Unk did it. Uh, was it you know Shannon Sharp? He went to Savannah State. You got mm-hmm. Roddy White. Um, he went to a um, a smaller school in Alabama. Like you can do these things. Mm-hmm. So um, like because they're looking at you in high school already. If you're you know if that, that nice. elite of a player. Yeah. So like now nah, you go over there, and, I, and I'm not trying to say people you know HBU HBCs. Um, sports are usually, you know, not as good as D1s because of funding, you know. Right. Um, but if everybody, if, hey, if I was a young man trying to, um, that was that played sports, that was going to go to college, to, to, you know, play a sport, I would start a, a movement, honestly. Like, everybody come with me, pick your HBCU, we're going to go there, we're going to take all our talents to people that love us, you know, to people that understand. And that's even back on the Drew Brees thing when, you know, when they were saying that, you know, he didn't play a football with, you know, you play a football. There's going to be some black kids around you. Oh, Pee-wee, of course. Yeah. Junior high, high school, college, NFL. Mm-hmm. Most of your team is black. So, like, in the fact, and like Channing Sharp said, it did hurt that somebody who's in that, um, in that atmosphere yeah, in that really didn't understand yeah. what, you know, what us as black men are going through and just black people are going through. And um, you see it. You see, you you're you dress with these guys every day. You play with these guys every you know every day. Like if he doesn't like Shannon Sharp said, because I'm trying to give him credit. Um, if he doesn't understand, imagine a man who's never been around black people in that capacity. How they're gonna understand? And it, it kind of it bothers me. And like he had a point. I don't. I mean, I don't know the the, the, the um the major key to you know have everybody understand. But I do feel like the out the um the outpouring of love and affection from at least my friends that aren't of color made me feel good as of lately. Like, I think this new, um, with this last, uh, killing, the, um, a lot of people woke up. A lot of people woke up a lot. You got a couple who didn't people's friends list. They get smaller, but a lot of people woke up and it's then all for I, the better. Yeah. And I missed that point earlier when, um, I didn't really speak when you said, uh, talking about the, um, like the rioting and looting, stuff like that. Honestly, and I mean, I don't know because the riot, the rioting started before the whole country, the whole world started, you know, um, protesting. Mm-hmm. But what what do you think would have happened if no one would have rioted or looted in the in the beginning? Honestly, if you think about it, every major change 
when it comes to um, civil rights and everything, what happened? Somebody, it was a couple riots. So I hate to say it works. Wars. Yeah, I hate that's, to say it works. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I hate to say it works, but at this point, what do you think? Like, I think it works. And I'm not trying to encourage anybody to go out and do it to prove that point. Um, I'm, but hey, it's the same thing you said. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Trev said he just took his thunder. I didn't take his thunder. I said the thunder. same exact <laughs> thing. Yeah, Trev said the same exact thing. Exact yeah. thing. But you didn't, you didn't say it. Trev was right. Yeah, Trev was right. That's what, yeah, I'm all right with that. That's what he wanted to hear right, right, right there. Right, he wanted to hear that. Trev, we're not in a relationship. Maybe sit on the couch together, but hey. <laughs> hey <laughs> all right, then maybe I should have charged you for using my words then. Ooh, I'll get a quarter time if someone says it. You didn't hey, let me read yet. you a tweet from Mo Williams, Trev, before you go in. Um, a real silent protest. Pull your kids out of uh, D1 schools and run them HBCUs. We talk about change. Don't be. A, don't talk about it. Be about it. I'm at. He's at Alabama State now, and uh, we can do exactly what they can for your son. Point blank. Period. Would that have more of an effect on anything else when it actually comes from like almost an entertainment realm? So I think as far as like uh, him him going to HBCU, um, it's gonna it's gonna take more than just one person going to an HBCU to change, um, and then it's also then it's also bigger than just these students that are going to be going like you know transferring to HBCUs, um, because you, you gotta think in, in another way. Because let's say for whatever reason like everybody follows his lead, right? Everybody that goes. Um, and they're like, well, we're going to go HBCs and all black guys are like, we're going to go to HBCs Our Hampton, now. Eastern Shore. They're just going to go. NC A&T. Yeah. Any A&T. Any, you know, HBCU. They're like, all right, we're going to do this. All right. One, a lot of, lot of those schools don't have the funding, one, to uh, keep that many students uh, on campus. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, even Howard, like, has issues with their dormitories and being, like, four people in a room. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. And then also you got to think about there's already so many black kids that are, are going to HBCUs on scholarships, right? That aren't quote unquote good enough to go to a D one. Mm-hmm. So they go to HBCU. And now if you have that, you're going to have kids that are going to be losing the opportunity to get an education, right? Cause you're going to have these kids that are quote unquote D one athletes that are coming in and taking a scholarship from a kid that won't be able to compete with them because he's not at the same skill level. Um, and so I think in the, in the grand scheme of things, what would happen though is gonna take it's gonna take a long time, right? I think the more top um, top athletes come come to HBCUs, the more money HBCUs are gonna make, and in turn, over time, eventually it'll turn into a thing of where HBCUs become the new D one schools, and they'll be able to take care of all black students. Um, but I think the the transition period is gonna be very rocky because there's gonna be a lot of kids who are gonna lose the opportunity to get educations because of of other athletes that would normally go to these big powerhouse schools coming and taking those scholarships because there's only so many scholarships at these schools. Yeah, I look at it like this right here. That's actually a good point, bro. I look like this. Um, what's the difference between the University of Maryland and Howard University? Um, history and funding. Funding. All right, let's look at funding. History, I mean, that could, that could go one or two ways. Uh, funding. Okay, so... Why is Maryland on TV more than Howard is? Um, because they have the money to be able to pay for um, time. Now, what if what if I got a top prospect at Howard? Networks would come to me and say, hey, we want to put this guy on TV. Which in turn, 
means more money also for yeah. the mid mid eastern atlantic conference miac that's start so it starts with things like that right there because kids are going to scouts are going to see him everybody's going to see this kid play and if he's yeah. playing at howard or he's playing at grambling state he's going to get on tv yeah and this skill set they're probably gonna make the conference too as well and if you make the conference that's even more money yeah and that's how that's how things build right there it is yeah, I, if you look at today's leaders, a lot, a lot of today's leaders there is in the black community too as well. That's why, like, Le, look at LeBron and everything he's done. It starts, it starts with people like that right there, and everything trickles out. Everybody knows LeBron. There's a, it's a couple, it's a lot of black representatives right now in the, in the house, and no one even knows exists. So who's the real leader? Mm-hmm. And it starts with that right there. But it starts with guys like Mikey Williams saying, "Hey, fuck it, I'm gonna do this for the culture." And from there, like you said, it will take time. But from there, everything's going to kind of trickle down and yeah. work itself out. I mean, because so, I mean, the MIAC and the SWAC, they're not on like, you know, they're not nationally televised except for a couple football games on ESPN. Local areas, though. Right. Yeah, but you still, you still, and I, I still think those games are refreshing. I mean, they don't get all the camera angles. You can tell where, you know, the network, ESPN's the network put less into those games. Right. But as soon as they, as soon as these prospects starts going there, you don't get the court cam where they follow you down the court. It's going to look like the Final Four out there. Interviews, all Interviews, that. Interviews, all that. And the other prospects you're going to see out there balling too as well, and yeah. the scouts going to have eyes on them. Mm-hmm. And then they become alumni. Yep. Maybe play league overseas and let you know there's more money, more yeah. funny come from the school. So, Pops to see your point, alumni. There yeah. it is. Tied it in. So I actually want to speak about alumni though. I think that's uh, that's one one of the things a lot of, because I have a lot of friends that like go to HBCUs, right? Um, and one of the things that I've noticed in comparison to like PWIs is that the alumni uh, and how much they return back to the school. Oh yeah. HBCU alumni don't like they a lot of them don't really contribute back to their schools as much as PW alumni. Graduate and gone. They're graduate and gone. Like they enjoy their time there. You know, a lot of Howard alumni are proud to go to Howard, but a lot of them don't really contribute back. They'll come back for homecoming. I mean, everybody go to Howard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but like, as far as like a monetary, monetary trying to keep the school together and keep it going, you don't really see a whole lot of those alumni. Whereas you'll see alumni from PWIs, they'll make it, and they're like, well, you know, it wasn't for this university, I wouldn't be where I'm at. So let me give this fat ass check. And you, if you think about something like the you Howard, right. you ain't wrong. If you even just think of like a Howard alumni, like some of the Howard alumni that they have, Diddy. Are like multi-millionaires, some are almost billionaires, but you don't really hear about them contributing back to Howard. Why is that? I, I think it's multi-layered, though. I mean, you got those that probably don't just off the spot, you know, just off of you know GP. But uh, that's just, we're going back to a whole privilege issue at this point. When you come, you graduate from University of Maryland. You're you know not African American. You already got that leg up on the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people just graduate from HBCUs. You put it on a, on a job application, like, what's Howard? You know, what's Maryland Eastern Shore? Yeah, yeah, what's what's, that? What's yeah. It? So like, well, it, Eastern Shore, maybe Howard. Yeah. No, Howard. Hey, no, Howard. Howard. Yeah, Howard's Howard. Thing. Howard is responsible for majority of black doctors in the United States. Yes, I understand black. You know, but it's just a. It's uh, possible to Howard. People. People, yeah, people. Yeah, possibly to Howard. I feel like we used to work at Howard University Hospital too, as well. I feel huh? like, I feel like, yeah, I feel, yeah. <laughs> yes, we see you. <laughs> but uh, um, I just feel like uh, HBCUs, um, as far as like applying for jobs, which I'm not have been in corporate America yet, but I, it's my thought. And if somebody want to elaborate on it, please enlighten me. But we don't, I don't think they view graduates from HBCUs as they um, view graduates from 
you know, the D1 schools or whatnot, you know. Because even then, like, me growing up, mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Morris Brown. Morris Brown had their issue. They went under. Oh, yeah, they went under. They yeah. closed. Yeah. And, like, and, but, but that goes back to your point, Trev. I don't know. I can go back and research who graduated from Morris Brown. Morris Brown could have been saved. 100%. I think it could Oh, be, of course. Like, but, like, it, I thought they were talking about bringing it back. Yeah, they they tried, uh, but it, if you ever go down there to where the AUC, Morris Brown, it hurts my soul to see that campus in shambles. Like, it's bad. Like, when I was in mm-hmm. high school, we had to go to Morris Brown for, like, an event or something, like, to their stadium. It was nice. Like, Morris Brown was doing big things. Morris Brown ran the AUC, in my opinion. It was on drumline. Yeah, but. Okay. Hey, that's was, a big deal. That's a big deal. That helps that's a lot. That's a lot of exposure. That, that helps rec- yeah, recruiting and all that. Yes, but then, the, on the other hand, we got done wrong by our own people, and that hurts even more when it comes to stuff like that. But we, that's a whole other podcast. But um, I really do hope. Um, I would like to see us at Hope. I would like to see all of these um, high-profile athletes start going to HBCUs. I oh. want if I didn't do my profession, I would have went. If my you know if my sons want to play sports, I would encourage it. Yeah, oh. absolutely. I was LeBron James' son goes to HBCU. That would that would change. The that game. would be crazy. LeBron James, yeah. yes, he's got league potential too as well. He's, mm-hmm. That's what I'm. But that's what, if you're yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Being LeBron's James' son, he's already like in high school getting mad. Like his some of his games have been on ESPN. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if he yeah. if he's like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go to HBCU, yep. that'd be like oh shit. And like, even then, sorry, the ball son that's in Australia right now. Oh, the mellow. He stay on the news. You know what I'm saying? No yeah. one. Yeah. Well, that's because his dad knows how to work. I know. Media. But oh, I, he's a marketing genius. Yeah, so we need we need we need more of that happening because um no disrespect Australia y'all can't hoop. So like ah, it, they uh they beat uh Team USA not too long ago. I was like the Team USA D team though, yes. but. <laughs> them boys, Are you talking about the bad. team They just kind of like Try to throw Patty together Patty Mills Aaron Baines That De- was like the De- Hawks De- starting five Without Trey Young Della Vadova <laughs> <laughs> Hey let's uh, Hey that's, that's that's solid right there HBCUs We want to see better I love We want to see more You know one yeah. thing I like about Like football games It's like HBCU football games 100 Ooh. times percent Better than PWIC You want to know why I'll band. tell you one reason Why HBCU football games Are better Go ahead Marching bands mm. I don't know no, you will never see better entertainment in a football hey, game hey. than an HBCU marching band. Halftime is game time, baby. Exactly. <laughs> but, did like, you no, watch I'm, Drumline before we started this? <laughs> nah, I, I mean, I watched the movie so many times. I got, oh, I did see the Dr. Lee reference earlier, didn't I? Yes. Yeah. You put, I don't true. know what it is. That's true. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a, it's a good movie. It's, it's a, good it's a movie. solid movie. And speaking of Drumline. I mean, watch Nick, it tonight. Speaking of um, Drumline, though, Nick Cannon just graduated from Howard. The Cannon's out there protesting, too, with yeah. the people. But I'm just saying, he just graduated from Howard. He went to high. Hey. I, had few, I had a few um, friends that uh, went to high class. Another big alumni. One of one of them uh, was in a group. Uh, was in a group project with him, and he was like, "Yeah, he doesn't really contribute at all," <laughs> which I'm not surprised. But Sorry, you watch Wildin' Out, you're welcome. I'm not doing this work. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, I, I give you comedy. You saw me on Nickelodeon. No, all I right. need you to do your part of the project. That's what I need. Yeah, Nick can't have a seat up here with us. I like to have a conversation. Uh, conversation. I like to have a conversation with Drew Brees too, as well. Absolutely. Now you brought him up earlier. But I'm gonna let uh, I know Trav got a few things to say. Can I introduce the topic, please? Absolutely. All right. Pro Football Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp was not happy with New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees after he said he would never agree with players protesting during the national anthem. Sharp, a Fox Sports analysis on FS1's Undisputed, shout out to Uncle Shay, went off uh, on Brees on Thursday. He called Drew Brees' apology meaningless and said he would never respect him again. He issued an apology. <laughs> you know what? I. Y'all hit the Shannon Sharp voice better than me. Can you please read this next paragraph? I'm going to hand you my phone. Just take my phone. Skip, skip. 
Let's hear Skip. If we gonna do this, we gonna do this shit right. Where is it at? Hold on. Skip. He issued apology. It should be the top paragraph. I'm looking for the quotations. Thank you. All right, go ahead. Do your thing. This about to be trash. Let me try and read my head real quick. Which one is he? I'll ad lib you. Skip. What's mean, Skip? Because the guys know he spoke his heart the first time around. Now I know. I know, Skip. I don't know what Dre's gonna do. But he probably should just retire. He'll never be the same, Skip. Won't have it. That's what I got. I don't, I don't think that was good. Nah, it was it was solid though. But regardless, what uh Skip. what Shannon Sharp was saying is that I don't believe him. I don't accept his apology. And what he said was already in his heart. You've already said it. 100%. You already know you are. Trav, the floor is yours. Because, uh, you know, kind of saying what he said, like, he, when he he said it was, like, impunity, he was like, it's not, it's, um, he said, he was like, I will never. And, you know, I'm, I'm quoting Shannon Sharp. He said, I will never respect, respect somebody that disrespects a flag. He said, um, it wasn't what he said. It was how he said it. Skip. Yeah, you gotta do he it. was defiant. I will never respect that man. You got, you got, to, you got to do with the, you got to have like a little. When you say skip, when you say skip, you got to do a little lisp because he has that little skip. Come hey, on, man. skip. Lee, Lee, Shay, Lee, Shay, Shay, Let's talk. About, let's talk about the content of his words. Go on. Um, but so he's one hundred percent right. Um, that he the first time, the first thing he said is what he truly meant, and that apology was weightless. Uh, it didn't really have any kind of um behind it. It was just it's like some of these. You know, people that get caught, like some of these YouTube creators that get caught doing some racist ass shit, and they come out with some sad little emotion apology video, and everybody's like, it's just... Because you got caught. Yeah, you got caught. You're only doing it because you got caught. Um, But to bring in, like, you know, he was trying to always bring in the military and bring in the flag, uh, I think that's, you know, it's bullshit. And we're all in the military, uh, so we can relate to it, you know. Don't talk about my government. <laughs> oh my bad. He's, he's actually a drug dealer, y'all. He just he just be doing drugs. Yep. He, he, he uh, from State, he from State Kona. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but like like he said, like you know, he made it seem like his two grandfathers won World War Two by themselves. By themselves, and they should be commended. Right. That's that's what he said. And he, you know, black men have served in the military time and time again for a country that doesn't support them. Time and time again, have they picked up arms? Whether it was in the Civil War, Revolutionary War, Vietnam, World War Two, World War One. Come on now, shit! My grandfather came back from the war on my mama's side, and as soon as he got back, guess who he was ordering food from? The back of the kitchen, hoping somebody would answer the door. Yeah, that's just exactly. trash. Exactly, it's fucking garbage, dude. Yeah. Go on, please. And, and, and you know, and some of the, you know, you look at some of the actions that black men did in World War Two, and they weren't recognized until the Clinton administration. Um, a lot of them because they didn't do good enough or they didn't do X, Y, and Z. I, you know, there's um there's a docu series on Netflix that talks about people who won the Medal of Honor, mm-hmm. and one of them was a black man who pretty much spoke German. Uh, he fought when he was a kid all the way up, joined the army, and was an excellent soldier. Uh, he was before World War Two. He was a uh, staff sergeant in the army. Right, 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 right. He took a um. A demotion so he could join the infantry because at the time they were like we're not gonna let blacks in the infantry and then eventually they were like all right the only way we're gonna let you in the infantry is if you take a rank down if you get uh demoted and mm-hmm. it was like oh this is what i want to do i'm gonna do it um and he uh pretty much saved pretty much a large large force of the army because he single-handedly went out and captured um bunch of artillery units, German artillery units, and got shot like multiple times 
was able to, while he was bleeding out and on the verge of death, captured a German, interrogated in German while he was walking with him, bleeding out, almost dying, and they didn't give him Medal of Honor. And it wasn't until they looked back during the Clinton administration that like, well, this is actually some shit that he needs yeah. a Medal of Honor about, right? Jesus Christ. Um, and so it's, it's stuff like that when, you know, saying something like my, my you know, grandparents served in World War II, you know, the flag, the flag means more. It means something, right? Yes. You know, to the world, the American flag does mean freedom. Um, a, lot, a lot of times... You know, some people do see it as, as, a, as a symbol of oppression, too. And and now, right now, like, the more and more we, we, we things unfold, unfold in, in America, we're starting to see that the color red on the flag is is more more sort of the lives that are being taken away um, and from oppression within our own country of, of the black man. It's, it's what I always said. Somebody growing up in the Bronx, what they see it, what America is, it's different than somebody growing up in countryside Iowa. 100%. It's completely different. The thing is that it's up to all of us to recognize that and to find harmony to live peacefully together. Peacefully together. There it is. That's that's all we're looking for right there. Mm-hmm. That's it. Go ahead, Manny. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, Nick I Sandoval. Hey, Nick Sandoval. Last time we on the chat. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I'm not going to steal Trev's thunder this time. He's right. That you want to hear, right? Oh, my God. That's <laughs> Absolutely, baby. I love being right. <laughs> Let me uh, keep reading this article real quick. Um, oh, sorry. I went back. Um, so, a couple of players spoke out against it. Uh, they had a team meeting. The team meeting wasn't just for those comments. They had a team meeting already set up in place. But because of everything, the timing, they had a team meeting yesterday. The team forgave Drew Brees, and they said they're moving on from there. Now, with that being said, what do you think about no, that? Absolutely not. I say forgive him. They probably forgive. I mean, they know the man he is, mm-hmm. but like, I don't think a meeting would give him a quick counseling session to help him understand the black plight. Like, it's just, it's. I'm sure there's a lot of black men just like me, just black people. I'm sorry, I can't. I don't even want to put it in a gender role that aren't okay. Like, we ver- we're verifying our humanity to ourselves. This man just said this publicly. You've seen New Orleans. Like, has New Orleans forgiven him yet? New Orleans like, is probably damn, uh, you know, damn yeah, near like all black. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, like, I mean, people are confused. People are hurt because everybody loves this man. Only reason I don't like Drew Brees because he plays for the Saints. Like, I can't, I can't oh, like the Falcons. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hated him anyway. You probably hate Tom so Brady like, too. Yeah. Now I so do. Twenty-eight-three. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey, let that man live. Go and do your thing, dude. Don't worry about all that. It's over, man. Go ahead and retire, dog. We done, man. Like, <laughs> but I mean, it's just a. You know, it's it was funny when I can hate him for for being an arch rival for you know my favorite team. Now I ain't saying I hate him because I, don't, I, don't, I when I say I hate, I say that with plainly back then for that. I don't want to ever hate somebody. Mm-hmm. I can strongly dislike you, mm-hmm. but and I never want you. I never want you to lose your life or wish anything against you. But um, that one kind of hit different. You know, when you got that one friend that you are all about, and then they say something really stupid, and you like. Damn, man, you, you hurt and disappointed, and you don't even know how to attack the situation. You just kind of just fade out, go ghost. Like I just can't do it. Like it's a lot of conversations going on on social media where you just don't have the energy to go in on it. I've seen people, you know, say stuff like, mm-hmm. and that's kind of that midway point where I kind of understand. Um, like, hey, all right, I see, I see, I see you have a good heart. Mm-hmm. 
but you got it all wrong and I don't and then, but you're so strong in what you said I can't go back and educate you right now I'm, I'm fried right now I, I just seen this on TV I just heard this I just can't go back and forth with it you been arguing with a lot of people on social media I don't argue with nobody man I'm a, I'm a man at peace these days you know I had my mm-hmm. days where I get I, I wild out on certain people mm-hmm. about certain things mm-hmm. I, I'm too old for that like if I see you close to you know being there or getting get you know getting there, I mean I'll share certain things. I, I I shit post on Facebook when I'm in my feelings. So if you follow me on 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 <laughs> Facebook and I'm sending po- crap posts at the crap post, I'm not okay, you know. But um, mm-hmm. sometimes is is it, is it worth my energy? You have to ask, you know. And I usually and like usually if someone posts something, fifteen people gonna go in on it before then. And then I don't like to steal thunder trail. So if I see somebody saying something, <laughs> I'm going to leave it alone. You know, like it really has to hit home for me to do a four page letter as Aaliyah would say. So do you um do you write a lot? No, write right your feelings down? No, I would uh I would recommend that. It's yeah, a it's also the therapy too as well, just writing yeah. down how you feel. Ricky. I know you do shit posts on Facebook. I'm like, even let it to yourself that you would never show anybody. Well, you, I do, I do write a little bit, but I gotta be like, had it up to here. I do write my emotions down, but I never go back and reread them. It's That's fine. Just, so it means a little bit of therapy. Yeah. So like, I mean, don't charge me for this therapy session, Ricky, please. Well, dude, <laughs> we at 35, 40 minutes right now. You. That'd be a hundred dollars. See, y'all boys an invoice have this shit over with. So, oh. Years. Uh, y'all don't see him, but my brother's in here. He keeps me grounded. Um, we're gonna try to get him on, get him comfortable one day. But uh, what yeah, up, big bro? Yeah, that's a little bro. Oh, I'm big sorry. bro. I'm big bro. You be, okay? All right, <laughs> say it with your chest. God damn it! Put his mother cap back, blue. Nah, but uh, gonna get that shit. It'll be a good exercise. And you want to follow up with that? So, um, I think when, when this first started going on, I had the mindset of kind of just like, uh, you know, if you say some fucked up shit. I'm just gonna unfriend you, um, and you know there's a few people I've unfriended, but since then uh, I've actually added them back. Um, I've added them back because I've realized that um, the only way we can actually change things is having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And if you're posting some crazy thing and me blocking you, that's not that's not gonna fix anything because mm-hmm. you're still gonna post it. You're still gonna do. You're still gonna have that ideology. You're still gonna do it. The only way things can change is if, if we actually sit down and have an open conversation. Um, and it, you know. And in the past couple of weeks, you know, I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, how I'm feeling or experiences that I've had, and yeah, you know, a lot of those, yeah. a lot of those experiences, you know, they they can be they can be hard, they can be hard um, emotionally. Um, you can have bad memories of things that happened, right? And so having to always keep going back to those is is tough. It's tiring. It's emotionally tiring. It's physically tiring. It's just it's just tiring. But it's important. It's important as black men. It's important as military members to be able to. Um, face that hardship, knowing that in the long run it's gonna be beneficial. Because the way I kind of looked at it is, and me and I was talking to my friend about this the other day. Um, I was like, that conversation that me and this individual could have could one day save somebody's kid. Um, mm-hmm. could save my kid, because if I change their mind and they go home and change their family's mind, and then that spreads to maybe one day one of their family members is a police officer, and then one day they're out there mad and you know something you know something like that something that just happens happens again right me talking to them and then having the ideology spread throughout the family and be like hey this this isn't right they're not going to be out there targeting black people they're not going to be like okay well 
just because he's black doesn't mean he's up to no good because he's, he's just another person, right? So that's my, my new viewpoint on it is don't just block people because they're saying some fucked up shit. Try and have a conversation. If they're closed-minded, cool. You know, slowly try and, like, eat way at it and try and, like, see why they think the way they do and try and educate them, right? Because that's what ignorance is. You're just not educated. You're not educated on the, on the, you don't have the knowledge about whatever you're trying to explain. You don't have that knowledge. So I think it's important, even though it may be very difficult, I think it's important for us to actually have that conversation with those people, not just cut them out. You don't want to isolate. You want to insulate. That's the way I look at it. I mean, damn, Trev, just go ahead and just drop the hammer down and yeah, walk out. So did. I mean, how else well, can I follow that up? But I'm not. You you talk about that was, yeah, honestly, I'm right there with Trev too as well. Yeah. Um, and not to mention like with this podcast that we do, like we're saying it's a lot of good things we're saying here, and I want this message to get out to the people. So me turning someone off completely for myself, my unfriending them, or blocking them, isn't doing the message that we're trying to push forward any justice at all. Even if you could change the life of one, that were, that person could change the life of somebody else, and that's a real change happens with one, like with uh, Mikey Williams coming to Howard in uh, 2023. Yeah. Shout out to your boy. All right, <laughs> 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 hey, bring it, bring it, Williams back to Howard, like my pop said. Uh, ignorance, ignorance, ignorance. Rochester, New York, radio host Kimberly and Beck fired for racist comments on air. Uh, by the way, um, since they're fired, there's a, there's a spot open. Um, being wise, more than have to be syndicated. Absolutely. Yeah, we could we could take that time slot. Absolutely. Uh, Rochester, New York, radio host Kimberly and Beck were fired after making racist comments on their show on Tuesday, June second. June second, my mama's birthday. Happy birthday, mama. Uh, while speaking about Black Lives Matter uh, in the Rochester uh, protest against police brutality following the death of George Floyd, rest in peace. Kimberly and Beck spoke about a video showing a local couple being attacked by looters. Kimberly then asked, "Okay, let me ask you a question." Were they acting inwardish, and then later as if they were acting inwardly? I mean, goddamn, might as well just say it at this point. Uh, Beck then followed by stating, "If you look like a thug, if you act like a thug, if you got a three on one, uh, beating up a white woman with a two by four, by God, you're a thug." On the backlash and calls for Kimberly and Beck to be fired, J. J. I'm sorry, uh, Robert J. Morgan, president of Upstate New York Market for iHeart Media. Uh, somebody set up a meeting between us two. I like that a little, just a few words. Give me five minutes. Elevated pitch. Uh, announced that the uh, pair were being let go. Morgan told the Democratic Chronicle, we had a decision to terminate Kimberly and Beck yesterday as soon as we learned of their comments and formed them early this morning. We're not telling this kind of behavior, which is anti, uh, anti-ethical, anti-ethical, there it is, to our core uh, values and beliefs and to our commitment to our community and everyone in its thoughts. I mean, are we surprised? That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> one thing, uh, one thing actually I saw recently is because um, you know, I think a lot of white folks like using that word thugs, right? Oh, he's acting like a thug. You're right. That's thug. And one thing, one thing I've read is uh, thug is pretty much just a lowercase n word. It's a synonym the for the n word. Because you don't, you don't ever, you don't ever see you know white people call other white people thugs. Do you? Think about it. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever heard a white dude be called a thug? Cause you know you have some of the white dudes that are, that are about that life, but they don't get called thugs. Look, don't don't hit me with that dog whistle. Just call it what it is. No, in, innerish, uh, inwardly. No, I, like like my guy said, I say it with you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, this is America. Just say Come it, on, America. Then say it. Say it. <laughs> well, you. Know. I say it with you. <laughs> Shit, dude. No, 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 you know I can't do that. 
Why not? Why not? This is America. Yeah. Yeah. Cutie music. Cutie music. We're going. We're going. We're going to break. God damn it! Get him out of here. And then we got some pineapples. Keep talking about that. I got you. All right. But yeah. Um, I I don't, I like I think it's um it floors us when we hear it at first, but sometimes I mean it is like right, we hear it at first like dang I can't believe they did that. But then ten minutes later it's like well they are who they are. Like, it's what it is. And that's what people don't understand. Like uh, people see people getting fired for stuff like this now, but. We didn't see this in our lives, you know, outside of radio shows and stuff, our whole lives. So it's kind of like a, we see, I mean, okay. I mean, I expect it. I mean, at, at one point, you know, I wasn't cultured like that before I um, got my job, you know? <laughs> so uh, yeah, I grew up in Atlanta. Like most of my high school was black. Like, I, so I, I, I just go off of what you see stereotypically in television or news or comedy shows, stuff like that. So um yeah I, I I wouldn't have put it past them I'm like yeah that's shitty but I wouldn't put it past them I think that's what most people thinking these days yeah so it's unfortunate and that's the thing that we need to come out of the fact that people are doing all these surprising things and people like me can say I wouldn't put it past them that should upset a group of people that doesn't think like that you know yeah it should and like I think and actually I think now more than ever it has. And they're try- we're trying to we're gonna figure out what's gonna come from that. It's kind of like how uh, they stereotype us all black you know black guys being or all black people as being angry people that are violent you know it's starting to become an idea where I'm starting to stereotype not not all white folks but I'm starting to stereotype majority of white people as they probably have some racist tendencies that they don't they don't realize but they're there yeah. you know what I'm saying and that's not that's not fair that's why you can't you can't judge a book by a cover you gotta have Conversations, this communication is important. Yeah, let me put it like this too as well. <laughs> Us, we sitting here doing a podcast. We are. Not one time did we ever feel the need or the uh, the vigor in our soul to say something racist. No. You know why? Because we're not racist. So if someone even came out thought to say this, but I have air, white friends on this plane. I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. If someone, if someone came out to say uh, this on air, it was already in their soul. Oh, to begin with, yeah. And my thing is like, if you can go that far, you might as well just goddamn say it. Yeah. I'd rather for you to tell me who you are, than just pretend like you have exactly. and just blow this dog whistle. And you think we can't fucking hear it? Yeah. I know what that shit sounds. But like. they're hiding in the studio. I say hide, but they're hiding in the studio. But they're not gonna say it to my face. In New York offices, where but, we should be at right that, now. Well, yeah. I heart get at here's, us. Here's the thing though: if they're willing to sit on, you know, on a medium, yep, on a, you know, on a, on a media platform that they have that much. Engagement with, and they're willing to stay some shit like that. What are they oh. saying behind closed doors? Yeah, Thanksgiving. What dinner. are they doing behind closed doors? Christmas that we can't hear and cannot see no to the children. Christmas. To the children. Now they're gonna teach their children things a certain way, and that's why racism in this country has been going on for so long. It's because like, their children get taught it, yeah. right? Because as a kid, you don't see color. You don't no. get. You don't. You don't see color until you get told your color, or you get taught about a color. You don't. You don't see color. Oh, I didn't know I was oh black until I was told I was black. Look at a bunch of four year olds. Put them in the playground together. They're gonna see play. What happens. Yeah, you you can have you can have the son of a of a clansman hanging and have the time of his life with, with a black pun? kid with Amasad's son. And then, but then as soon as his dad sees it, he's gonna be like, "We can't do it because X, Y, and Z." And then that's when that ideology is gonna be. That's that's when it becomes ingrained. It's not until you have your parents or an outside outlying force tell you, "Hey, you're black." 
or hey, like for instance, like me, right? I'm mixed. My mom is white. Mm-hmm. For a while, you know, I, I I didn't see color, but it wasn't until people asked me if I was adopted, because I was black and my mom was white. That's mm-hmm. that's when I started to see color. Right, mm-hmm. and I was like, "No, I'm not adopted. Why would I? That's my mom. Well, your mom's white, and you're you're black. Well, mm-hmm. I'm mixed. Oh, yeah. That's but that's that's honestly when I started to see I color because yeah. somebody told me I was a certain color. Not oh, you're just a human, you know. Oh no, you're black. I could look in the mirror and see what I look like. Yes. You don't I, gotta tell me what. But I didn't really think about. I didn't. I didn't go about my day thinking I have to act a certain way, or I didn't have to do certain precautions because I'm black. I didn't think like that because I didn't see myself as black. I just saw myself as another kid. And it's unfortunate. You're right. I mean, you're right. Unfortunately, I didn't um, recognize like cosmic. Um, what was it? I didn't recognize like you know as an you know a conscious individual, an interracial interracial relationship, interracial relationship. Sorry, it's the Hennessy. Um, <laughs> till Lately. I was a sophomore in high school. So, like, where we're from, if you're at Walmart and you see, like, a, you know, like, a little white family driving around in the parking lot back then, you're like, hey, y'all lost? And they'll straight up tell you, oh, yeah, we're trying to get to Conyers. Oh, bro, you're going to get on the highway and go down, like, another 10 miles. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's how it is. So, right, in, right, you right. know, in my school, there was this white girl and this black girl, and they said they're sisters. We're like, how? Well, my mom married. Like, yeah, we didn't. We didn't. Um, interracial relationships never didn't register where, where I came from. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm not say I was not cultured until I joined my job. <laughs> you know, like I, um, it's just uh, and like the fact that and I know I did that as a sophomore in high school. Trev's been mixed his whole life. Like in like, growing up, like before, you know, we're talking senior. You know, as soon as you go out and play with kids and whatnot, you see people's parents. Like he has to deal with that stuff, and it's a hard. It's hard to go back. Like we talked about this last podcast, I said I dare say, um, mixed kids had it just as bad, if not worse, than you know black kids growing up. Shit, you see two kids I got inside my yeah, house. Yeah, <laughs> those are my guys though. Those are my, I ride for them. Yeah, I ride for them. Yeah, shout out to Rick and Jet. Yeah, show me them Pokemon cards later, homie. <laughs> yeah, but even with uh, even with me, and I'm getting like real raw at this point right now. Like even me marrying Jenny, like I, I dealt with with racism. And it comes from like outside sources. A lot of shit came within the family too, as well. Yeah, sometimes it be young people. It be it's, yeah, it's, 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 it be, it be young people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God damn, really? Her people, my people. I mean, just be real with it. Just be honest. I mean, you gonna get and even then, and that's the culture thing. People get taken back when they find out like you messing with someone outside your race. I don't get it. I get it, but I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? It's none of your business. That's what that, you love. Who you love? Right. Leave right. that shit alone. You know, like. It'd be nine years November for the record, everybody. So, hey. <laughs> so, but I'm not. Even, I'm not even gonna lie. There's definitely a double standard with this, right? So if I see a black you dude, go, 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 right if, I see, if I see a black dude with a white girl, I'm like, all right, whatever. But if I see a black woman with a white dude, I'm like, come on, sis, you can do better. I and mean, the reason the reason why hmm, I got go ahead. the reason why I kind of think about it is is the tie of, of two things. One, history, because uh, if you know, you know, understand. You know, the relationships of blacks and whites and where they came from and how they kind of came to be. A lot of black people, a lot of mixed kids were a result of their slave masters having sex, or not having sex, raping their, you know, the black women that were slaves at the time. And so to me, it's, it's kind of like, you're kind of messing with it. Just, it just, it just, and, I, I, and I'm, I'm, the, I'm a mixed kid. So from I, a, from a history like, aspect, yeah. I see what you're saying, but I know so many uh, black, uh, white I, women, I, white men, 
Black women couples that I absolutely adore. Like Nate and Kyra did the podcast me for years. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying I like. I'm just saying like I'm just like. Boy, nah, it's not like I'm, it's not like oh you shouldn't be doing that. I'm just yeah. like it's, I'm just like dang. So you could do better. Hey, to lighten it up, Trev says that because I love me he, black women. Oh, exactly. We know that one. He see a black woman he like, and that's with a, a white guy. Oh, he's like, he's, it's a, it, it sets him off. He's probably going to be like, man, hey, baby, what about on, me? Because what you, about you, me? Want, you want to holler at her. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm not even just going to holler at her. Nah, I know it makes sense She right missing there. out on something. See my eyes straight? You. That's what she missing out on. Exactly. That's what it is. So you see, yeah, yeah. you see that right so, there. So, so here, hear me out. Hear me out. Listen, listen, listen. listen. Hey, hey, somebody got a bro for this man. Somebody got a mop. This, this, this is what I be saying. This is what I be saying. This is what I be saying. So four, I'm like, four, I'm like, seven, four, nine. When I meet black girls that want a white dude, I'm like, listen. Here's, I can do one better for you. I can give you both, the best of both worlds. Oh my god! I can give you the white side of the spectrum and the black side of the spectrum. You can't <laughs> give Travis Kelsey girl the best of both worlds. Holla at your boy. Hey, shout out to Travis Kelsey yeah, yeah. girl. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> I, hey, no disrespect. Sir. I ain't got no, no disrespect. I can get yeah. Do I, got, thing. I ain't no problem. That man is holding it down. Yeah, beat your 100%. ass. Hundred <laughs> So you got problem with with women that you think that should be with you? Eh, maybe. All right, so we clean that up right there for everybody out there. Eh. <laughs> I think it's a mix. I think it's a mix, but it's not all the time. It's not all the time. I'm like, oh, I want to be with exactly. Her. It's only the pretty ones. I have, I have very you. high standards. Hey, ain't nothing very wrong with that. Standards. Yes, high I, standards. If I talk to you, feel blessed. Wow, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I, I, we just hit with the Holy Ghost right now. We're gonna go to commercial hey. break. <laughs> God dang, got some of that holy water in You're there. You're welcome. Shit, I okay. have blessed you with my attention. <laughs> Dude, I, I had this next topic right here, but I think we kind of already tied that tied that one in too as well. Yeah, we was bouncing. I'm sorry. Yeah, First no, we good. No, we just general no. conversation. We're having a natural conversation. No, this yeah. is this is. Pro- I had another one. This uh, we kind of talk about that too as well with you, growing up. Um, I'll just say the title and just tell me what you think. Uh, it's this chick that's uh, on TikTok. She was pretty much uh, bawling her eyes out because I fucking love that of that video. Yeah. Okay, we could talk about that yeah. then. Uh, let me read some of the um, the article. Uh, social media, da da da. Not worry about that. 15-year-old Isabella, shout out to Isabella, uh, documented her family's, uh, Isabella, uh, white girl, uh, white family. Uh, 15-year-old Isabella, for example, documented her family's uh, frustrating response to George Floyd's killing while in police custody in a TikTok video with more than 1.5 million views. This, In her own words, I literally hate my family so much, Isabella said. Eyes went from crying. It's just they tried to argue me that George Floyd, George Floyd, sorry, like they try to tell me that he deserved that because he did something wrong and that it was okay. This is not okay. It's making me so upset. I don't know. I don't want to live here. I hate living in Louisiana. Damn, I fucked that up too as well. I hate living in Louisiana. I hate living around these racist fucks. Like I just want to leave. Isabella then shot up from fifty to seventy thousand followers immediately off of that. What she said is absolutely right though. Yeah. Yeah, what she said is right. It's um this 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 let's be real here. Um there's a generation divide. Absolutely, it's an absolute generation divide, and people like young people like Isabella, like Mikey Williams brought up earlier. Th- those are individuals we need going forward. Yeah, those are the ones we're gonna pass the torch down to. Yeah, to carry this on. So I saw that right there. Um, I absolutely loved it. I love that right there. I love that she can make up her own mind. See situation. She's not influenced by everybody living around her and her own parents and the intensity have you seen that like and things that I haven't even watched the video yet yeah the intensity in her words to her own parents like it like, it doesn't matter you're my mom and dad and pay for everything you're, you're wrong and like when it comes to children 
like to stand on something like to to stand mm-hmm. so strong on a serious issue. Kids rebel. I understand that. I was one of them. Bro was one of them. But on a straight like on an issue as important as that, and she she was spitting flames like trying to come back at him, and they just in the back talking, not listening to him. At that point, it kind of questions the parenting ability, you know. If my kids say something, I'm going to listen. They was trying to cut her off. I'm like, no, it doesn't matter. Like, they're trying to influence, they're trying to push down their views on her. Mm-hmm. And she did not accept them, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I th- in due time, it's going to keep happening, like, to where these, these kids are going to understand. Because they're out, they're out and they see it, you know, firsthand. They're not an adult where they they go to work, come home, mm-hmm. go to work, come home, go to work, come home, maybe hit a vacation on the boat or something, come back. You know, like, I'm, I'm proud of her. I'm very proud of her. Absolutely, and it's people like her, and it's not it's not just black people here protesting. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a multi uh, yeah. racial um, coalition yes. that's out there with it, us it, it, it marching the streets. We got it's K-pop it. fucking up all the police scanners. The, we got the Amish out here. Yeah, the Amish, Amish out here. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you have the Amish out here fighting, bro, you from, know you're fucking Saint up. St. Mary's, they rode that horse from St. You know how long a horse ride that is. If you got the Amish hey, out they, here, they, 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 they driving up here too. They could drop off some of that it butter. Took they me forty five to get here. I'll take a blanket in a car. Yeah. <laughs> came and gave me the horse and buggy, the, the wow. Model T. <laughs> oh lord! Nah, but I love the I love I love uh, just reading that right there. Yeah. And I saw I saw the, I saw the picture of her crying. I was like, I don't, I don't want to see that right now. I've already yeah, been taking too much stuff recently. I was proud mm-hmm. of her. I, I, I had to watch that one. That's good, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch that this podcast. I was proud of her. That young people. Young people doing big shit. I'm proud of them. Yeah, I'm proud of you, Trev. I probably are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so, so speaking on that though, I think uh, I think like TikTok right now is when I I'm I'm kind of on the whole cancel TikTok right now because they uh I don't know if y'all knew but they blocked Black Lives Matter hashtag uh George um the George uh hashtag they were blocking a whole bunch of like hashtags. I don't have TikTok um, towards mm. like the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Um, so it's kind of like right now it's kind of like fuck TikTok um, but at the same time it is you know it's a platform that people utilize um, and people like her who are you know coming out and talking about what's happening inside their own homes ex- you know expressing the racism that does yeah. happen inside their homes is bringing more attention to the fact that there are people that sit there and smile in your face yeah. all day yeah. then go home and, and call you then we're you know to their own kids yeah um, and then those are the same people that are going to be in positions to hire and kind of change people's lives in a sense. So, you know, yeah. we we only see, we only can talk about what we see in here, yeah. right? So it's important for people like her to, to do things yeah. like that, kind of expose what's happening in, in these white households. Yeah, and even then, when you like you see her make this, this point, she's she's shut down the entire time she's trying but she got shut down mm-hmm. they didn't listen to her no oh, hell no because nah. they're stuck in they're not gonna they're, they're not stuck, they're, they're stuck in their ways and like she's a young girl so this um i, I say her parents couldn't be more than 45 possibly 15 yeah 45 under 50, 50. Under 50 yeah. give it that right yeah. there maybe yeah. i started early my kid is 10 so you know, but uh, I just—they <laughs> younger. You know, we got yeah, we got yeah, senators sure. who are seventy. You know, we got presidents that are older than that. So like, we—I just think that uh, it's a. Uh, but you see it fall on deaf ears. Video from their own children and what's important to them, and they just don't care. It kind of does something to me. But I was still proud for you know her, Isabella making that mm-hmm. trying to make that point. Yeah, shout out to Isabella. Yeah. Uh, follow up with um. What Trevor's talking about TikTok, 
for according to USA Today, TikTok says a technical glitch made it tempora- temporarily appear as it posts with the hashtags Black Lives Matter and George Floyd received no views. That's a very, uh, mm. very specific um, technical glitch. Yeah. See the face? Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> they, don't believe you. You need more people. <laughs> they're just trying to save their own ass right now. Well, I don't, I don't trust TikTok anyway. TikTok's um, just a great value vine. That's all it is. Great value. Dude, bring Vine back. They went under. I never had that either. I like Vine. I Vine, watched, Vine was cool. I watched the repost on other platforms. And it was funny, though. Yeah, they they still got the videos all over YouTube. Yeah, they have Vine compilations. Yeah, yeah. yeah Vine, Vine was, I, think, I thought Vine was real. It was legitimate talent. I've been old all my life. But I almost yeah. sound like I'm up there hating. Hey, dude, Manny, um, our new segment to end off these podcasts, what we got? Oh, okay. So uh, we got some. We got some good for the people today. Because you know, in the wake of everything and everything going bad, we want to do something that goes good. So today we're gonna do today. Well, today in Black History, that's the segment. So today on June fifth, surprisingly enough, a lot of y'all seen this picture from the Olympics and was it nineteen sixty eight? Yep. Yep. Nineteen sixty eight, when you got um, the two African Americans holding their fists up um, on the podium, right? Y'all see that With their shoes off Yes With their shoes off So Those two people Are John Wesley Carlos And Tommy Smith Um They uh What was that I'll just read read it straight up Go ahead So yeah John Wesley Carlos Is a former Olympic track athlete And professional football player Who was born on June 5th 1945 John Carlos and Tommy Smith Created the political controversy At the 1968 Mexico Olympic Games While receiving their medals On the Olympic podium Carlos Smith Raised the Black Power Salute clenched fists straight in the, you know, arms straight up in the air, while wearing no shoes to symbolize the poverty in black America. Tommy Smith said in, I'm, I'm sorry, <clears throat> excuse me. Tommy Smith said of their political stand, if I win, I'm an American. I'm not a black American. But if I did something bad, then they would say I'm a Negro. Why are we black and proud of, why are, why are we black and we're proud of being black? Well, I mean, sorry, we are black and proud of being black. Black America will understand what we did, um, t- did tonight. So, and he did get honored with the Authorash Award for Courage at the SB Awards in 2008. With this said, we say the same thing every you know, every time. Like, mm-hmm. if um, if I if I win you a Super Bowl or I get you your your NBA championship, I'm I'm this that and the other. Soon as something goes on, allegedly, and you know stuff starts flying out. Oh, I knew he was bad the entire time. It's if I'm playing for your city, you want me to win. If I'm playing for your country, you want me to win. But at the first sight of any type of turmoil we go through, we ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like that's before facts come out. Cause there's some and like every culture has people that ain't shit. I'm not gonna. I could drop a name I, yeah, in the yeah. black community right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we just trash. We, yeah, we yeah, we all have them. We all have them. But it's just the how quick it flips for a man of a man or woman of color from. Hey, oh, they're the best person ever, and then they ain't shit the next day. There's and there's people we do give chances, like Kanye. We gave him a lot of chances. Kanye racing two and million. He, he took a, he took a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But people, but that's just that's just um, media, you know, social media. All that everybody just stands on their mind immediately. Sometimes you gotta sit back and absorb stuff. You have to. Yeah. So like, especially I mean, in our profession. Yes, <clears throat> we can do um. We should do a, a, a you know a half segment, a half show on Kanye because I still love the brother. I just I, like I said, I root for everybody's black. Mm-hmm. So I feel like some of us are misunderstood. Some of us, Candace Owens. I'm gonna say it right. Yeah, no, 
Candace Owens is a coon. I'm gonna say that straight I'm, up. Yeah, she's. Hey, hey. <laughs> what he <laughs> says, what he says. Let's keep him saying. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hit me on the side if you got something to say about it. But I just that's my, my words and my words. We a podcast on. on Kanye. Half all things Kanye. Half a half of half a pod. Half a pod. Quarter pod, half pod, whole pod. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey. come on hey. now. Hey, I got, hey. I, I got a little, I got a little Atlanta too as well. Mm-hmm. Juice. Um, dude, thank you for reading the today in Black History right there. Yes. You say I, you went to the lucky. next one? I got lucky. Yeah. Yeah, but this was like a, a good one too as yeah, well. It's yeah. like holy shit, this guy right here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. John people, Carlos, appreciate you. People got statues. still living. Yeah, Give people, him a rose. Yeah. People got that picture up in their homes and probably don't know much but, about it. I say about fifty percent. We should get that picture in here. We should. We should. Yeah. I'm going to order it today. Right over there. Yeah, yeah. order that thing. Yeah. Order thing. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to get this thing. whole corner for me, you know? For you. I'm going to kick Trev out. That's great. <laughs> I'm going to throw, throw, throw Carlos right here, and we're going to rock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he was in here before I was in here. I wasn't, but I'm so here now. So this is my corner. Thank you. No, you have oh, to second now. Is this the first pie you have done together in person? Second. Mm. Or the first? I think maybe first. In person. Yeah, in person. In person. And the whole time y'all going back and forth. Yeah, that's good. Man, y'all boys is built for this. Can I um? Can I can I read y'all a text I just received here yeah, recently? Let's go. I'm not gonna say who it was from. Um, it's from that's, a friend of mine. That's no fun. Yeah, I'm not. not, not, <laughs> not that's was, was it a group? Was it like a? It wasn't a group. Okay, I, was, I got a, I got a message too, and it was yeah. Like you, all and me, three of us were in. Yeah, we all, we all got a message. I responded back. Did yeah, we? but I will hear soon here soon too as well. Um, I've had a lot of uh, outreach. I've had a lot of outreach to myself just from um, a lot of my a lot of my white friends, mm-hmm. and I appreciate the love completely. Like it's it's absolutely amazing, you know, to, to have y'all you know standing with us and you know just, just having our back. I, I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna read this text. Like I said, I'm not gonna say who's from. Hey, you've been on my mind a lot lately, especially everything going on. I'm so proud to call you my friend, and I want you to know I will always have your back. Hope all is well with you and your family. Number love for you, girl. And I'll text you back here shortly, too, as well. And honestly, it's things like that I see that it makes... It it helps out a lot. It goes a long way. So, yeah, I, I, I 100% appreciate it. Yeah, I, got, I said on my last pod, on our last pod and this one, like, like I said, all, all of my friends who are not of color who reached out to me, you are loved. I appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'll probably get a, a list in say it next next time we go on but it's it's a lot it's a lot and i appreciate it and even then i knew y'all was solid in the first place yeah exactly you know what i'm saying like but no, I, no question yeah, yeah so like it's just uh i appreciate even more now like you you hit, you hit me in the fields as they say yeah that um that was brought a tear to mind too as well i will say one thing hmm. um there are people who have reached out to me in which I felt it was it was uh, empty. I feel like they were doing it only because they were felt like they had to, because of what's oh, going on in the world. I, I feel like it wasn't truly genuine. So if you ain't gonna be like, if you don't actually mean oh, what watch, you say, watch your hand, watch your hand. If you don't yeah. actually mean what you say, mm-hmm. don't don't text me, tell me, uh, you know, what I'm saying, know. don't don't give me that fake. I don't like that uh, fake shit. That fake don't love. Do, yeah. None of my friends Just, did it for the clout. Just no. yeah. Don't don't try and cover your own ass just because you see what's going on in the world. Yeah, and that's, that's what all I say about that. You know, for me, that's only one text that I read right there. Yeah, I was oh god damn it, dude! I need to the goddamn hourglass over. What's the hourglass for? I don't ever pay attention. It, it just keeps us on time. What's that? Oh, I, was I just time. look at the time on the TV. I'm sorry. Shot time. It was yeah, hour, eleven minutes. Yeah, we've been going over about an hour. Hey, 
Dude, it's wonderful having your voice back up here. I know. I got to warm myself back, back up again. This is, oh, no, this, this is too easy. I just came right back in. Yeah, yeah hey, hey, you know why? Because both our mics hang, uh, hang off the same exact way. Hey, there Manny you go. over there struggling. Struggling. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm right here. I'm over there struggling, struggling. I got to do something for that middle seat, too, as well, when I throw another yeah. person in there. Put it right there. Now, I'm, I'm probably get like a mic stand, something like that. All right. Yeah, make something different. Whatever changes that boy's got for the studio. It's our studio. All right. This is, where, this is our place of business. I, I do. I, we, I, we are the LLC. I mentioned in case it, I didn't and then know. you. I mentioned this, and you, I mentioned this setup, and you gutted the place. I'm like, God damn, Ricky ain't playing no games. Hey, you yeah. said couches. I was like, done. Yeah. So I, got, I have an idea. I think you know, like on like the Breakfast Club, how they like different viewpoints, different cameras. You can look at. Oh, you see those? Uh, you see those uh, stands, stands right over there. So yeah, you can have like, a camera up there, just kind of like angled down at all of us, so everybody yeah. can just like different viewpoints. So yeah, I, I have one probably in gray and white. Yeah. Yeah, maybe one like you in the cart the cartoon character, maybe anime, something like that. Yeah. For him? Yeah. You watch anime? Yeah. Hell yeah, I watch anime. Okay. Dragon Ball Z, baby. Come no, on, man. Come on, man. That's, that's the easy. That's the easy one. <laughs> that's the easy hey, one. The Boondocks? That's, that's, that's cartoon. I love the Boondocks. That's, that's my it's, shit. It's anime no, style. Anime only comes from Japan. Yeah, but it's, it's, uh, like, an, like, it's like, anime like, style, though. I'll give give me that. No. It's cartoon. See? You know what? We that's, how you know, that's, how, that's how he know, that's how I know he watch anime. No, he, what he's saying, like, what he's like, saying is it wrong? That's like, but that's like saying, just give that to me. Like, that's Die Hard's like a Christmas movie. Just like let me have that. Avatar, one. <laughs> that's like saying the Avatar is is anime. Which nah, is not, I wouldn't go that hard. Soon. I wouldn't go that hard. Okay, I wouldn't go that hard. It's we gonna not, talk offline, man. I got, I got time. For this. <laughs> I got time for this thing. Hey, 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 little bro, you cold? I'm good. Okay, sure. I, got, I got a blanket somewhere over there. Nah, it's hot as hell here. Yeah, it's pineapples. All right, let's go on, let's go on and pop off here. Any last words for the people? Uh, nah, I'm just glad to be back in the studio. I appreciate y'all, and uh, we found our swag, and we're going to be in here. COVID's not over. Be careful. Stank on him. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, come back to stank on you. Um, what else I going to say? Black Lives Matter, hashtag. Mm-hmm. And um, if y'all protesting, be careful out here in these that streets. Real charge. <laughs> what? Huh? Say, what are you saying? He said, okay. you plagiarizing, man. Plagiarizing what? Like, oh, you ain't nothing. No. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, until next time. (laughs) Easy.